This podcast is sponsored by Rich Products. With Rich Products, you don't need to be a pizza expert. That's them. For over 40 years, they've been dedicated to bringing you innovative solutions that deliciously balance the demands of your consumers with the needs of your operation. From frozen pizza dough to par-baked crusts and flatbreads to fully topped pizzas, Rich's has the solutions you need to please every pizza eater. Learn more at richesusa.com slash pizza. Hi there and welcome to the FM On Demand podcast with Tara Fitzpatrick. I am your host, Tara Fitzpatrick, and today on this episode, we get to meet our latest K-12 chef to watch. It is Chef Don McIntosh from Metz Culinary Management at a school district in Pennsylvania, and like many good K-12 chefs, he has a fun nickname. He goes by Chef Donnie Mac, so you know he's got to be fun, and he totally is. So we're going to get into that conversation, and we found out kind of how his team did, you know, during the pandemic and the challenges that a lot of K-12s are facing with staffing and supply chain stuff. So we get into that and then also into the ways that he's able to like really kind of work in trendy menu items. And we talk a little bit about barbecue, which is like just one of my favorite things ever. And we're seeing it kind of emerge more in the K-12 space, which I think is great um, because it's obviously a good way to um, feed a lot of people. People love it. And it turns out it's a good way to use USDA items, which I recently found out that calling them commodities might not really be the best way. To, it kind of has like a negative connotation. So we talk about that too and just a few other topics. And um, he sort of got his start with KFC and he has been to the headquarters and he tells us a little bit of you know inside information about the colonel which is always fascinating so please enjoy and thank you so much for listening hello everyone and welcome to our latest chefs to watch we have got Don McIntosh and he's a chef at Westmont Hilltop Schools in Pennsylvania he's also known as Donnie Mac welcome Donnie Mac thanks Thanks for having me. Yeah, so glad to have you here. So have you spent your whole life in Pennsylvania? Did you grow up there? I did. Uh, born and raised. Cool. So I've been here uh, my entire life. Nice. So was Pittsburgh the big city near you while you were growing up? Sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, Three Rivers Stadium, the Civic Arena. Of course, we always had the Steelers and the Pirates and the Penguins. So it was definitely the big city uh, to travel to. Yes, and if I were a big football fan, you would be my rival because it's the Browns and the Steelers. <laughs> no question about that. Yeah, totally understand that one. Yeah, the one time that I tailgated at a Browns game, it was a Steelers game, so I got to experience like all the all the good fun <laughs> that goes along. Yeah, been to just a handful of NFL games, and um, you know, a live football game is is quite an experience. Yeah. Is. I don't think I made it past the tailgate, though. I think I went on. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get in the stadium. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> you got to try it once. It's definitely kind of unique when that crowd gets going. Um, yeah, it's quite different than sitting in the couch. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. So tell me a little bit um, about your culinary background. Like, how did you first know that you wanted to get into this world? So I'm going to take myself all the way back to started in the food service industry in 1983. 
Um, so I'm 58 years old. So um, a good portion of my life has been in there. So I was 21 years old. And um, so I was a dishwasher at the time. Cool. And so apparently I must have been a pretty good dishwasher because they said, we ought to try this guy as a cook. Right. Um, so we kind of, I just kind of kept progressing from there. Um, spent a lot of time in the fast food industry, um, Kentucky fried chicken for a while, uh, went to some training down in Kentucky, uh, got to see the room where they have the, uh, 11 herbs and spices, um, which is actually guarded. They take that so seriously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They actually have, they actually have a person guarding that room and they won't let you get in any further, um, there. So, um, spent a while managing, um, some full service restaurants, um, got into um, convenience stores, a couple of large convenience stores where that had a Subway inside of a Dunkin' Donuts, you know, managing all three of those components. Um, and then a good friend of mine who I'd grown up with and we had kind of split ways. He was working in a school district and uh, there was an opportunity for a school district. And they said, hey, Mac would be a, a nice uh, opportunity there. Bottom line is we didn't get the contract. Um, and all these things I didn't know anything about at the time, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, school lunch. I just had my memories in school. That was it. Sure. Um, so six months later, he comes walking in the door at the job I was currently at and says, Hey, we've, we've got a contract this time. It's Friday. And I need to know by, uh, Monday, if you want the job or not. <laughs> so I got in my car, drove out, to the school district because I never been to it where it's at. Mm -hmm. um, I said I'll take it, and that's uh, was twenty two years ago. Wow, very cool. So, so I've been uh, yes. have worked at several different schools, K twelve, uh, in my experience with Mets, and uh, here I am now. Yeah, very cool. And I think that um, going back a little bit to the KFC days. Like there's so much lore about the colonel and the way that he wanted things to be done a certain way. I wondered when you went to that for that training, did you learn any like sort of weird stuff that, that the colonel was known for? Or I just, I love that kind of. Yeah, you know, it's kind of amazing that, uh, you know, the colonel, um, you know, obviously we got to know a lot about, you know, Colonel Sanders and, you know, his uh, growing up in Corbin, Kentucky, and he had tried a lot of different things that he was unsuccessful at. We all know the story. He took his social security check and went on the road and started to sell chicken um, because the highway bypassed his gas station. And basically he closed shop and said, I got to do something else. Um, and, you know, made a deal on a handshake at five cents a chicken and turned it into a global, uh, but he was very detail oriented. Um, you know, the things that stuck out to me, um, and especially they showed us a lot of old videos was his details for cleanliness. And, you know, that's why he always wore a white suit. Um, and, you know, and, and back then I would say, you know, hand breaded chicken, we rolled out our own biscuits, we chopped our own coleslaw. You know, by the time I left that industry, a lot of that had changed to mm -hmm. um, frozen dough pucks and pre-made coleslaw. And yeah, so uh, the Colonel was uh, for a fast food, you know, we, we called it fast food, but boy, it was the, it was the slowest to make fast food you could get into. Um, <laughs> even though we were in the you know, QSR, um, we couldn't make uh, a round of chicken in three minutes like you could make a hamburger. Um, right. So it, it presented a lot of challenges, but uh, it was amazing. The man was very detail oriented. Um, he had his um, specs and his recipes and that's the way it was done. For sure. 
So as, as this led you kind of to where you're at now, like um, what's, what's a typical day been? And of course, we're still in the middle of a pandemic or hopefully maybe towards the end of it, but what, how, how have things been for you? Well, you know, we're kind of, geez, I guess third school year um, pandemic. And you know, I can remember, you know, March 13th, it was a Friday. Um, that's, you know, Hey, school's canceled. Our superintendent called me over the weekend and says, we want to start doing pickup meals Tuesday. And I'm like, well, geez, you know, our customers are all eating only. Um, we don't know anything about takeout. Um, so we had to learn very fast. Um, and you know, everybody pitched in and did a good job. And, uh, so that became secondary. It was just easy to do it. Um, and I would say this year for sure. Um, we're probably as close to pre-pandemic as we can be, yeah. um, as far as how we serve, how the kids are, um, you know, in line and, you know, geez, we were, you know, bagging everything, putting the lid on everything, self, you know, handing kids to everything. So now we're kind of back to, so I, w- I would say my life's pretty darn close to back to normal in the, in the K-12 world. That's good. That's great. Yeah. So the kids in your district. And I think I may have just heard some of them in the background. Unless yes. I- yeah. Yeah. They're just changing classes. Yeah. <laughs> the sound of kids having fun. Yay. Yeah. It's such a good sound. Like after, I mean, you know, this remote learning was, was not great. I know for my own daughter, it's, it's so nice for her to be back. Like it's great for the kids to be back. So I was going to say, what are the, what are the menu items that they're liking the most? What are, what are some kind of favorites that you've got? Going yeah. Through? You know, so, um, so I've, I've bounced around a little bit within, in our company and schools. Now this school here, I've been here 14 years. So I've been here a long time now. Um, so um, I think I've somewhat desensitized our kids and culinarily challenged them to think outside lots of different things because I travel around to other schools and I'm like, Kids are going to really like this, but um, it's still amazing how sensitive kids are to taking food risks. <laughs> although, although that has moved up a lot in the last 10 years, um, I'm like, oh, the kids love it. Hit Westmont, they're going to, and it, you just, so, you know, I think I've desensitized our students where kids aren't surprised when Mac makes something. Um, you know, so we have two new concepts that we've actually rolled out this year. So we have a Texas Smokehouse concept. Um, and a Cyclone Street Noodle Bowl. Um, so Cyclone Street Noodle Bowl, we've got lo mein noodles, rice noodles, um, pork, chicken, three different kinds of sauces, sauteed cabbage, peppers, lo mein noodles. I mean, the wontons, the, you know, we, we kind of make that to order um, as you're coming down the line. Um, soup Chinese seems to be Asian is super popular right now. Um, Texas Smokehouse, we've, so we've uh, using, um, and, and as you all know, we're, we're all kind of playing with the same food. Um, so um, we, we put a lot of value in USDA foods because um, we feel like they come in their most natural state as you can get them um, versus maybe a processed chicken patty, which everybody loves no matter what school district you live in. Um, so we go with those. But um, so the Texas Smokehouse, we use the uh, USDA pork, the USDA uh, eight-piece chicken, which we have our own house-made rub. Um, three different sauces. So you can come in and say, I'll take a barbecue pork sandwich. What kind of sauce would you like on it? Uh, chicken, the same thing. Uh, cornbread biscuits, breadsticks, and all the fixings for that. So those are kind of the two big hits right now. 
Very cool. Yeah, those are two um, food areas that definitely are popular, trendy, Asian bowls and barbecue. So you, I'm not surprised the kids like that. Yeah. You're right about sometimes how kids can really dig in their heels and be picky. And my daughter's almost 13 and she kind of, it's like she's became, it became part of her identity. Like, oh, she's a picky eater. Like she doesn't like anything. So I'm wondering, I think that maybe that's a mistake, like to tell kids like, oh, it, we know that you're picky. We're going to just like cater. To you. Yeah. Know. Well, I, I think we all do that, right? Especially as parents, you're going to be like, ah, you know, and that's, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, our struggles in, in the food service industry would be, you know, your staff, you know, because you have to have them engaged too. Um, you know, when I first got here, I think a lot of them thought this guy's, he's crazy. You know, they're not going to eat, uh, you know, an apple bacon cheddar grilled cheese sandwich. I mean, we just do toasted cheese. Um, you know, so um, it took some time and it took a little bit of sell. Um, so now, you know, our school district's kind of known in the area for our food service program um, amongst some of the other things, but everybody knows that we got some really cool food up here. Um, so I like to call it, uh, you know, building up our street credibility, um, which is, it's so important in K-12 because um, it's always had this bad connotation attached to it. Uh, simple food um, and maybe not so good food. Yeah, yeah. And you had mentioned using commodities. And um, although somebody told me that calling it commodities isn't the best way to describe it. Um, like that there's a negative connotation to that, which I wasn't really aware of. I don't know, but you yeah, know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people just, um, um, again, you just don't know what you don't know, not knowing that those canned pizzas are made by Del Monte. They just, you know, when I first started that, a just a generic label. Now they come with the same label that you would ship to a C store or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I think people just thought of those as maybe lesser quality products. Um, yeah, that makes sense. typical cheese line, um, type stuff. Gotcha. And, uh, it's not the case. Right, right, right. And especially now, like every, um, you know, food operation is dealing with like supply chain issues. So it's like finding ways to utilize what you've got is more important than ever. Like, have you guys had any sort of like hiccups with that or like had to change things quickly? Yeah. I mean, I think in the beginning, I think, you know, the, the industry is certainly catching up a bit now. Uh, but there's certainly still some very popular items that, uh, you know, probably across the United States, um, you know, probably I would say our biggest one right now is maybe even some paper, paper products more than food. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, everybody was kind of, uh, you know, trying to go get away from uh, washing, you know, dishes and things of that nature and trying to, you know, single serve use items. Um, so when everybody started using them, uh, they just, you know, and you reduce your labor force. I mean, we got what we got. Yeah, exactly. It's um, but that has gotten better. That's really good. And um, in terms of labor, like how, how are you, are you recruiting people or, or do you kind of play a part in that in the hiring process? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, working a, a reasonably small school district, you know, a little over 2000 people, um, you know, a director would wear, wear a lot of hats and obviously hiring would be one. Um, so actually this year we've had to hire people only because, um, when they made school lunch free for everybody, um, I lived in a school district that did not have a high free and reduced population. So we're doing more lunches than we've ever done since I've been here. Um, so it's like, we need more people cause we're just busy. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, we're just, so we've actually hired three people, um, 
And typically we've just been not replacing people by attrition because of, you know, population yeah. going away and things of that nature. Um, but, you know, right now I'm living a dream thing. I mean, things are busy, um, you know, revenue is good. Um, kids are happy. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why USDA is so popular. Um, you can't beat the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't beat the price. Delivery fee for, you know, four or $5 for a, 30 pound box of mozzarella trees. It probably has a street price of $80. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You, you want to use those items a lot. For sure. For sure. No, that, that sounds really good. And it's, it sounds like just really positive. It sounds like you've got a, a good outlook, good handle on things. So any, any fun things that you've got planned or things that you would like to try or, or something fun that's been inspiring you? So I would say, you know, right now in K-12, yeah, we're, I'm in the midst right now of probably the ultimate fun if we can bring this all together. So um, about a year ago, I approached the district and was interested in putting in an outdoor smoker and grill area. So the pandemic hit. And then, of course, you know, all this and that. Um, so we actually had an architect come out. Uh, they've uh, come out and looked at the, the area that we want to do. And uh, so we I'm hoping by this time next year, that I will have a full-blown smoker that will do 128 full chickens, mm-hmm. 75 racks of ribs, um, just literally taking K-12 to the next level. Um, and also having a grill area uh, to so we can utilize it all the time. Um, you know, awesome. Yeah, uh, a, a pavilion over the top of it. There's limited seating. Obviously, we can't get the whole school out there, um, but we can get it out there for special events. Um, and I know for sure I'd have one of the only ones I know of, um, certainly in our area. Um, and I'll tell you, you probably know, um, boy, I'm trying to think of, uh, his name from, uh, Greenville County school district, Joe Urban, Chef Joe Urban. Yes. So her, Joe and I are good friends on Facebook. So I knew he had the team. So I sent him an instant messenger and said, Hey Joe, if you had some time, uh, just cold texting him. He called me back the next day and we sat down and had about an hour conversation about, because I don't know a lot about smokers, but I want to. Um, and I knew he was a guy to go to. He is so, for sure. And I was just, was awesome. just I was like, I got a guy that you should, you need to meet <laughs> and you already yeah. knew. So yeah. Yeah. So Joe and I have, uh, you know, through um, Facebook, I like to use a lot of social media and just like, um, you know, one thing is to, you know, um, get out to parents because, you know, the, the reality is parents don't have the opportunity to maybe never step into a cafeteria of, of their kids, right? So they have no idea what um, we're serving our kids. So we make it so simple as to, I'll just drop a, a quick Facebook post about, hey, I'm in the elementary, here's our fruit and veggie line for today. Um, you know, here's our craveables. And, uh, you know, parents are, you know, as long as I've been here, so we, we were making some pre-made salads, making a farmhouse salad. And the parents are like, I had no idea guy idea you guys did that and we've had it for 10 years um so um there's a lot so that's how joe and i started just throwing back our ideas hey don that looks great joe that looks awesome um so we became friends in the industry it's the beauty of facebook so he's a good good friend of mine hundreds of miles away so true and yes about him absolutely (laughs) it is yeah there's a nice community um just online of school food professionals really yes some of the friendliest people out there and you're no exception (laughs) thank you appreciate it 
Yeah, we're so glad to have you here. Um, and we are going to continue watching you. And certainly for that barbecue project, keep me posted. Don't be a stranger. Sure. And thanks so much for taking the time with us today. You're welcome. This podcast is sponsored by Rich Products. With Rich Products, you don't need to be a pizza expert. That's them. For over 40 years, they've been dedicated to bringing you innovative solutions that deliciously balance the demands of your consumers with the needs of your operation. From frozen pizza dough, to par-baked crusts and flatbreads, to fully topped pizzas, Rich's has the solutions you need to please every pizza eater. Learn more at richesusa.com slash pizza.